Well, hello there, and thank you for tuning in to the Shameless Sex Podcast. I'm Amy, sex educator, somatic sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure product company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom, to pussy praising, to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and and enjoy enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. Sex. My favorite topic is sex. It is my favorite topic, too. It's, it's a good one. It's a really good one. And it, and it really affects all of us because we came from sex. Yes. 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 Most of us have had sex if we are, um, you know, 18 and up. Most of us. I started masturbating when I was seven. No, oh. wait. Let me rephrase that. Six. <laughs> were you with fingers? What were you doing? I was using a teddy bear Aww. named Barry. <laughs> I got it for Christmas. Your first relationship. My first relationship was Barry the bear. She had a dress. Oh, it was a lady. It was a lady That's bear. Sweet. That's why you're kind of you're like a hetero flexible. That's yeah, maybe Barry changed me. <laughs> Barry like B E A R Y, not B A R R Y. Oh, uh, got it, got it. So welcome to Shameless Sex. We just want to share with you um, stories about our experiences as well and kind of create a space of openness and understanding and love mm-hmm. from two women that are doing it the way we want to do it. Yeah. Real real talk, real shameless talk around sexuality. And this whole thing isn't just going to be about us. Um, let's talk about who we are so they don't think that we're just a whole bunch of loony people that want to talk about ourselves. <laughs> true, true. We actually have some credentials. Yeah, we have some credentials. And Amy, some what are your credentials, darling? Oh, starting with me. Well, so April and I have both been in the sex industry for um, almost 10 years. Almost 10 years now, yeah. yeah. Um, and we wear many hats in the sex industry. I went to school for psychology and human sexuality, and um, originally I took my very first human sexuality class with a terrible professor, like someone who literally tried to make the topic bland, but yet I still loved every single second of it. Every single textbook page I read, I was like, I love this, and if I'm going to continue going to school, I might as well go to school for something, might as well go to school for something that I love, and I was already kind of that, which April is as well, that go-to source for your friends to come and talk about sexuality, even before we were doing this. That was, yeah, we have that kind of knack for open-ended conversations around sexuality, relationships, whatever. We're just so relatable. Yeah, well, we're like the, you know, the archetype, like the caretaker, caregiver, the fixer. The fixers, yeah. 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 So um, went on to go to school for psychology, human sexuality, and then when I was only around 23, opened up a sex shop with my mom, a mother-daughter-owned sex shop called Pure Pleasure Shop in Santa Cruz, and April was... Actually, the very first person I hired. Yay! Yes, and she changed was our, my life. Mm-hmm, she was not in the sex industry. It actually wasn't your passion. It was. No. It wasn't that you didn't love it. It was just not your. You introduced me to my passion, and I gave her her first vibrator. And she gave me my first vibrator. Like, you will work at my store, and you will master. And you will have this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow! I wish that I. And I am four years older than you. No, no, you're only three. Two, three years older. Three. So you were 23. So I was like 25. We are now so, 32 and 34. Four, yeah. yeah. So I that my first vibrator was given to me at 25 years old. And I was wondering why it took so long. I was like, this is amazing. Why didn't I have this when I was 15. Yeah, you're all 12. I don't know. From Wisconsin, I guess the friends aren't oh. handing them. We go to California and girls like, you will be my friend. And the initiation is here as a vibrator. Yes. You must go masturbate. I know. I'll be like, whoa. 
Yes. So she got her first vibrator. She got a job. We both worked at Pure Pleasure together. Um, and from there, the Cliff Notes version of that story is um, I, be started, I became a sex educator. So now I'm a certified sex educator. I teach workshops, everything from sexual empowerment workshops and retreats to how-to classes, Bojob 101 and They're Tantra really amazing 101. classes, too. Yeah. You, give, oh, you gave me so many good tips for blowjobs. Like mm-hmm. when I've sat – because I've sat through several classes of yours and I'm always learning and using techniques that are learned. Like a dick. Yeah, get that dick in there. <laughs> like a dick. Like that dick. Mm-hmm. And, and she was, can deep throat a dildo like no other. Oh, I'm mad. Oh, deep my God. That's it's one of like, my credentials. It's like sword swallowing 101. <laughs> you are genius. Apparently, I'm really good at swords well. So, yeah. So, I teach sex ed classes. And my most recent uh, claim to fame is uh, I am now a somatic sex and relationship coach through... Can you explain um, somatic? Somatic is the body. So, we use the body. So, it's not just like I sit across the room from you and like, so how does that make you feel? So, you're actually like... Doing like work with your I'll, hands I, I'll on the body. I'll touch people sometimes. in a very consensual PG thirteen way. You know, if I'm going to teach you about how to receive, because so many people are terrible at receiving, they're right. so in their heads, they feel like they're unworthy of just relaxing and receiving. This is you. You are normal because there's so many people that identify with that. And I would have them lay down on my couch and then I would touch them over their clothes and very slowly and check in with the thoughts that are going through them. And sometimes they just go into tears because they're like, I literally can't do this. I feel like I don't deserve this and I need to be doing something to you or for you. Wow. That's an example. So um, somatic, really uh, checking with the body, using the body as um, one of the modalities for healing old attachment wounds and um, which we all have. Yeah, I know I do. Yeah. So now I work with clients uh, one-on-one or also sometimes with couples in my private practice. I teach my workshops. I um, still co-own Pure Pleasure with my mom. I wear so many little – I just imagine my head with all these tiny little And you hats. also have an amazing um, lube connection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also work with Uber Lube, the best lube company ever. If really you've never is. used Uber Lube, go Google uberlube.com right now. Get that stuff. Made in Chicago. It's beautiful, beautiful lubricant. Ever. So good. Ever. And we'll talk about it over the plenty of times. But let's talk about April and why the fuck she's doing this. What am I doing? So for me, as Amy mentioned, I grew up in little old Wisconsin. Yeah, she's Wisconsin. Sometimes when she drinks wine, her accent comes out. Oh, I'm like, hey, Amy, what's she doing over here? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Never that thick, hopefully. (laughs) I've been working really hard to not do that. So I um, actually studied environmental law and was going to be a lawyer, moved out to California, met Amy, who pretty much changed the course of my direction in life. By so one vibrator at by a By one time. vibrator. <laughs> and she, when we worked together, because Amy and I are, we're, we've been close besties for I mean now oh, 10 years which we're is like, amazing we're like soul sisters we're, we're, sisters. we're pretty sure that we were some sort of like warrior queens in a past life right we were definitely related yeah, yeah like twins for sure we were we were definitely doing some powerful shit back yeah, in the day for sure and we so we had this amazing connection and she was talking about this dream of opening a sex shop and I was like oh, I'm really good at like I can merchandise like I know how to shop too she's so. really good with fashion <laughs> people really good she looks great so anyway I worked there and then 
long story being short, I loved it. I like really enjoyed talking to people about sex, like in the stores. I had never been in that space before. I'd never talked to, I mean, I was in a monogamous relationship with then now my ex-boyfriend, because this is back in what, like 2007? Was that when that, that was 2007, right? Um, yes. 2007. 2008 we opened. So yes. Okay. So yeah. I had this like long-term boyfriend. We were very shy, both Midwestern folks that were like now when you say very shy i'd like to just comment on the fact that when we open the conversations around sexuality they came really natural to you and that's not normal or normal is the wrong word but for a lot of people um those conversations are about practice you know we're we're so good talking shamelessly about sexuality because we're well practiced we've been doing it for a long time and you were a natural at it, so I don't know. Would you? Can you care to comment that you think you were well? Practiced? I would say, well, I was always comfortable talking about sexual experiences, but with the monogamous partner that I had at the time, so I was not never just like I was, the general public, right? Right. But you, but you just dropped right into it. You, were I just, did. Yeah. I, it, was, I, it was my calling. Like oh. it was a hundred percent my calling um, to talk to people about orgasms and sex and what's going to make them feel good because I love when people are happy and like experiencing like moments of excitement so mm. that was like just naturally it was like stoked on you're big on inspiring people you yeah you're i love really, yeah. yeah you love that you I like love live that. for that i do i'm yeah. like are you happy are you inspired this wow. is why april's also a motivational speaker so if you ever <laughs> need to be uplifted listen to her and she will literally make you feel like you're flying high it's i amazing. definitely get off on that and i love it so much so from from morgan in the sex shop amy and i used to go to trade shows together and do buying in like Los Angeles, Las Vegas. And from there, I got a job with this amazing German toy company called Fun Factory as their director of sales, traveled all over the world selling dildos. And then recently, I switched to working for, I'm basically the VP of this company called Hot Octopus in London. So I sell- What is a Hot Octopus? Hot Octopus is our brand name. So we sell what's called the Pulse 3, their male masturbators. We, um, it's using this amazing pulse plate technology I don't want to bore everybody, but just go check out the website, hotoctopus.com, because our products are revolutionary, innovative. They're groundbreaking. It's a guy braider. I mean, it's called a guy braider. So just we'll leave you with that and go check it out. And then you'll be like, and we're launching a bunch of new, awesome products this year that aren't female bodies. They're for female bodies. And they're very very sexy and and just amazing. And I found my calling with um, being in this, the sex toy industry. I love it. It's amazing. And I love the moment of, of giving someone uh, the perfect toy that makes their lives better and mm-hmm. happy. So, um, and being the VP, I mean, I'm basically running this company. So I have, um, I'm a professional woman that still travels all over the world selling masturbators and I couldn't be, I couldn't be happier. And bringing that happiness and joy and finding my power has made me like such an amazing woman. And I've been divorced. Ah, oh, divorced too. Wait, I want to comment on another thing on, oh, on the sure. business part because um, you're kind of like a motherfucking boss queen. Oh, shit, so girl. April was also voted Woman of the Year in our sex toy industry because she kills it. Thank she, you. She goes for it. So we have, the, we have this whole thing that I'm an opener and she's a closer because she <laughs> literally could talk you into buying your dirty sock <laughs> from yourself. <laughs> but in only because only only about things I'm passionate only about. Pa- exactly. Only in an authentic space. Yes. It's yeah. always authentic and genuine 100%. I would, and, and I think that it goes hand in hand with kind of with the concept of, of what this podcast is about. It's just empowering empowerment in general it's not necessarily just about female empowerment we're just about empowerment and for all individuals right. around sexuality and, ch- and changing your and, sh- and sex is something that everybody does and that everybody you know well for the most part most pe- folks are partaking in and we, we all got or here have, somehow or, or have from it right <laughs> so i think that once you find your your sh- your set your 
power through sex and talking about sex. You can find your power in so many different aspects of your life. Well, I always think of sexuality as this thing, like if you actually visualize it, I feel like it's almost this thing that runs at our core, like literally runs through our whole body, our whole being in the middle of us. And then all the other parts of us, this is just my opinion, people. I don't know if this has been proven. You're on to something great. But all, (laughs) brilliant. So all the other parts of us, you know, our spiritual self, our emotional self, our um, our business drive, whatever it is, they're all connected to this core. And when we hurt our sexuality, our sexuality is really low, our, our feelings about ourselves as a sexual being, the rest of ourselves are kind of suffering. But when we build that up, all of a sudden we're stronger. We're like, I'm an empowered sexual being and now I can ask for what I want in business. And now I can 100%. speak my mind about my emotions and like what I need. And now I whatever whatever it is, I can like seek out my higher calling with spirit. And um, and and it, of course, the, the reverse too, right? Like, you know, the other parts of ourselves, when we build them up, it can build ourselves up as a sexual being. In my personal opinion, um, it really just, it just runs so deep in us. And also it's the easiest thing to target. So many people have sexual trauma and have a, a lot of sexual shame. And when that's there, it really just diminishes and really harms so many parts of ourselves. So uh, the premise of this podcast is shameless sex, and um, the foundation of that really is the empowerment piece. Absolutely, and that's and we've and we'll get into this in a second of our own journey of, of why of our because we have not always been empowered. No, 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 no. I, and that's we needed to go through the darkness. You know the um, the heartbreak. You've been divorced. I my heart's been broken many times. Right. I got pregnant, and had an abortion. You know, all those things to become I had an stronger. And then had oh, divorce. Yeah, yeah I she did. Yeah, yeah. All, all those things. We are not angels, people. We are no. not angels, and we have learned from all of these parts of ourselves. They're all important parts and of our story. And we create a space where there's no shame in those experiences. Those experiences shape you. And if, as long as you learn from them and you catch the the beauty and everything, it might not be beautiful while it's happening, but if you can just look into it and realize why those things happen, why the cheating, why the, why the, I mean, there's so many different situations so that, anything, yeah. right, that, I mean, it's a, it's a loaded life. Your life yeah. is filled with moments of, of um, vulnerability. Yeah. And there's, there's this kind of, this idea that I always like to, to, to push. So there's, there, you're humans that, um, they are a slave to their mind, right? So they're like, I feel and therefore it's truth. Like, I'm angry and that's just how I am. Or like, you know, th- or this is just the way I am. That's right. what they say. There's right. something that comes up. There's some like wall or barrier that they run into and it, this is just how I am. I'm just, this is just me and just deal with it. Um, so there's those people. Not my favorite kind of people. That's but they're, bullshit. But they're really, they're common and they're very fearful of going in and doing the work to undo the layers of all the bullshit, all the shame that life has given them to make it so that they can't really tap into the deepest expression of themselves. And then there's your humans that make their slave, or no, their, their mind their, their mind slave. slave yes. So it's I think and I feel. Why do I think and I feel? Like, That's why? exactly the best place to, to come from and to be. Question. And that, and that one's a lot of work, mm-hmm. right? So now we see that and we're like, I think and I feel, huh, let me look deeper in that. Let me like read some books and talk to some people and out my vulnerability, maybe get a great therapist, maybe listen to an awesome podcast called Shameless Sex with Amy and April. Yeah. And get some inspiration to look deeper into myself and um, – April and I both identify as that person yes. and it's not that much eat it's not I mean it's not always smooth sailing like we we hit rock bottom and we talk a lot about doing the work that really is kind of doing the self-reflection using tools like such as books or other podcasts or just support support from from folks that are also living in that mind space of or professionals or professionals yeah, yeah. I mean like these 
types of tools and the stuff that we're talking about, yes, we're going to talk about like fun, like anal sex how and get the best blow job how ever. to get the best blow job and taking open questions about sex. And we're going to talk about our experiences and our being single ladies. But at the same time, um, it's also coming from this place of love, mm. less fear and shameless sex yeah. or shameless lifestyle rather than a shameful yeah. um, well, way of and life. And we've seen the, what the power of embracing our, I don't want to say flaws, but like our flaws, you know, our, our moments when we kind of like take a step back and we're like, oh, I'm not being my most awesome sexual self. Right. Like I'm making choices that feel really selfish or really thoughtless. I or check careless. in with myself on a regular being yeah. single but now. We because haven't always done that. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah. I was always coming up like a lot of times. I can speak from from past experience when I was in um, a situation an exchange. I mean, I'd only slept with four people. My husband was the fourth man that I had slept with. I had been with a couple women. Um, and so and that you guys just got divorced last year. So at third, no, no, we're still technically getting divorced. What, yeah. The final, I mean, it takes 20 minutes to get married, everybody and about <laughs> a year and a half to get divorced. So yeah. FYI, think yeah. about in case you're thinking about marriage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you, uh, you, had, at age 33, then you had only slept with four people and, and you were, had been married and we're getting a divorce. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And on a side note, I also do want to just have a disclaimer here. My ex-husband's amazing human and oh. super loving and I love that human he's one of my favorite humans he's such a sweetheart he worshipped the girl that she walked on he is also a pussy whisperer not because my pussy knows her pussy told me (laughs) yeah I I told her but we just grew apart that there was you know some affair stuff involved which I'll talk about but not I mean it's no shame in it there there was I regret nothing about um, what I experienced with him and I I really don't regret getting married. I I have zero regrets. Yeah, it was part of my journey. And I appreciate every moment. So I just wanted to clarify that on a side note. I think that that's really important. And also to realize like when we are having such a hard moment in our lives, you're like, oh, I'm going through extreme heartbreak. Like, fuck this motherfucker for breaking my heart. And I have been in those moments. Right. I've been the heartbreaker and had my my heart broken. Um, It's hard to remember at that time that it's serving some sort of like greater good or higher purpose. And so maybe in that moment you're not going to remember, but at some point later on down the road, those, if you choose to look at it as um, I am, I'm growing and this is something that's helping to shape me as the being that I am, um, that's where the empowerment comes in. There was one quote that when I was going through my breakup with my now ex-husband or soon to be ex-husband any any moment now ex-husband um <laughs> plus i just like the term divorcee i'm uh, like yeah i'm a divorcee you sound here. like you're at 60 and you have one of those really long virginia like a golden cigarettes. girl yeah. like a golden girl blanche. <laughs> i'm blanche i'm totally blanche no but um yeah i just think that um she lost her train of thought let's just out <laughs> the vulnerability you know let's just move on so <laughs> Yeah, so this is something I've been talking about with clients lately. Um, this, there's been a couple of themes this week. One is outing vulnerability and the power of vulnerability. The other one is outing the awkward. Yeah, right? that's so that was awkward. Like, that was good. So I was, today, actually, I let me let me talk about this. I actually today I was teaching a client about um, how to be dominant, and so I was actually showing him. He has he was there with his partner, but she was in another room while I was working with him, and so I was showing him how to throw a woman against the wall. Because a lot of women want to be ravished. They're just yeah. like, oh, fucking ravish me. So I threw him against the wall at first, and he's like, this is not your first rodeo. <laughs> I was like, 
Well, I had to practice this all day long in somatica. That's hot. I'm getting excited. Yeah. And then he had to practice on me, and he was throwing me against the wall, and he was a little hesitant, but he was, he did a great job, actually. And so what I said is, when you go and practice this, out the awkward, out the out your, your mistakes, or like when you think that you've slipped up, like, well, that was a little... That, that wasn't that great, but let's like laugh about it, you know? Yeah. Like outing, that's advice. part of owning the vulnerability, and that actually gives a great segue into April just fucking up because <laughs> <laughs> she's a human, into uh, the power of vulnerability. And again, kind of the premise of this podcast is um, the deeper that we can go into our vulnerability, the more profound connections that we can have. Like I've had so many experiences when I've like exposed all of my cracks and all my flaws, and it's fucking terrifying because they might and the fear is they might not love me oh when wait I, I remember now okay here okay fuck that with Here's death <laughs> comes rebirth that was what it was <laughs> see i don't even know what it's talking about now. <laughs> with every experience when you uh, uh, when you experience it. something there's always going to be growth from every experience even when it when it seems like something's ending something else will begin when with that's deep rebirth. amazing that's stuff yeah, i'm so happy i remembered good. that oh, yay well done <laughs> All right. So with death comes Winning. rebirth, everyone. April's amazing. Her thoughts came <laughs> back to her. Back to vulnerability. So let's out some vulnerability. Okay. All right. Let's play a game. All right. I'm going to out something that's really vulnerable, and then you're going to out something that's vulnerable, and we'll just keep going back and forth for a little bit and see what All happens. Right. Okay. All right. All right. So my first one, I may have already talked about this on here because I'm not remembering what I've been talking about. Um, in December, I had an abortion, um, and I found out... When did I find out? Mid-November that I was pregnant. I had the IUD. I got pregnant on the IUD with IUD with my partner. Miraculously, like impossible. Yeah, with my partner. Ninety-eight percent. Ninety-nine. 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 So I'm part of the one percent. Whoa. And um, and you had that thing for a long time too. Nine years. You can have it for twelve. I had the non-hormonal IUD, and um, I got pregnant, but and with by, by my partner who I'd been with for three years, but we were going through a heavy time when we actually were like considering and currently aren't together but at that time where it was like a make or break and we were like are we doing this or are we walking away from each other we had some pretty heavy stuff going on so of course the universe got me pregnant too um got pregnant had to be pregnant for an entire month before I could have the abortion knew I was going to have an abortion right away not only because of where my partner and I were at but I just don't know if I ever want to have kids and um and yeah and I had an abortion and I have no shame about it at all um the hardest part about it, other than the discomfort of having someone inside of your uterus kind of pumping it to pull this, this I don't know if it was, I guess it was fetus at that point because it was like eight, eight weeks yes, pregnant. Yes, I think so. Um, but um, was the fact that if that my partner and I kind of ended after that, he left after 10, 10 days. Not He knew he was leaving. It wasn't because of that, but he was already planning on being gone for two months and um, feeling like not only was I having an abortion, but I also was feeling abandoned by this person. And you've never really wanted children. That was never yeah. been in your in it your. Was, yeah, I've always cards. been. I've always been like, eh, I don't know if it's my jam. I'm like right. puppies, yay, children. Eh. So right. I'm not like the baby hater. Some people think I am. I'm not a baby hater, but um, it just wasn't fitting into my life. And so I, but I honestly have no shame about that. And um, I, but I do think it's an important practice for me to out that for myself so that I don't. Create, somehow create shame around it. So that's one piece of my shame. Ready, set, go. What's yours? Well, as I mentioned, this is probably one of the the, the most when, when I happened the one of the I don't even know the word the gr- most groundbreaking piece of experience of my life was having an affair and um, 
cheating on my husband. Mm. So that being said, it was a long-term thing. I was with my husband, my ex-husband, for seven years. And I, yeah, I basically was cheating on him with someone else for six months. And then I finally outed myself. I, I choose to live my life with integrity and lying to someone that I loved so much and cared for was really difficult for me. And so I decided to just come clean. Um, but in that coming clean portion, I realized the reasons sort of that why I was having the affair was I was lacking something major that was missing from my relationship. And, and, um, it didn't, it wasn't easy. I mean, I laid on the ground wanting to die basically Mm. at a time. I mean, it was so hard and therapy was what really kind of like made me better. Um, slowly, just a week, week session because there was so much shame. I mean, I had a ton of blame from him because I did out myself. So there was all this blame and it was constant reminder of what I did. So I, I was totally, I was living in a space of shame. It was hard for me to overcome, but I did so much work to understand and recognize like, okay, that all happened for a reason. It's okay. I'm not a horrible person at at the opposite. I'm a loving, amazing human that made, you know, a decision. And it was really to offset like a relationship that was beautiful, but was time to move on from. And Mm. I wasn't, there was nothing that, I think that's one thing I also learned. Sometimes it's harder to leave a relationship when it's so it's, it feels good, but, um, it's not serving every aspect that you need it to. Mm, And that was really, I'm not afraid anymore to say that I was so, I was really secretive about my affair for a long time. Um, and it's been about a year now that, that it came, you know, surface a year and a couple of months. So I, at first I didn't tell anyone, only shared with a few friends. And now I'm, I'm very open sharing with all of you. Mm. Cause I think it's important to learn from those things. And, you know, I was always the one that was like, Oh, never like what, what was the, what, once a cheater, always a cheater. All oh, that, yeah. you know, that like kind of angry, weird. So I, angry. Uh, I definitely changed my perspective in mm-hmm. that. So yeah, that's that's again the empowerment piece of learning from our lessons. And I would just like to, on that note to comment how common cheating is. And I'm not saying hey everyone, it's common, so you should go out and cheat. But um, the reason why a lot of people are cheating isn't just because they're horny and they want to go fuck someone else. It's usually because there's something missing in their relationship. There's some some sort of something that. Um, they're not communicating that they can't address or is missing. And so they go and seek it out elsewhere. Um, and maybe they're doing it when they could have addressed something and they're just afraid to have that communication, that transparency, because their partner might leave them or not love them. Um, or maybe they have communicated it. And, and like, right. I, I had an, an experience, um, as well. I've, I have cheated. I haven't cheated by having penetrative sex with someone else, but I have definitely had emotional love affairs, like, you know, the same thing, like six months of just like, um, which is to me feels just as guilty. Uh, I justify it still though. It was like, well, we didn't have sex, so it's fine. But, um, and usually it was coming from something that was missing in my relationship that I wasn't vocalizing. You know, one, one came out of, um, being in a relationship that wasn't, uh, intellectually stimulating enough for me. And I was young and I didn't really understand, the degree of that. So I met someone that was really intellectually stimulated and really witty and started this emotional love affair with them. Uh, and, and it was, and it, it grew, you know, we'd write like two page emails to each other every day. And it was like really just filling my cup of just like filling me up. And, um, eventually I did actually physically stray from my partnership and then ended that partnership right away. And, 
Um, my most recent experience of cheating was um, a little bit of like a flirtatious emotional love affair, but it was after I had voiced to my partner that I didn't, they were not showing up for me. Like I had let them know, you're not present for our relationship. You're not showing up for me. Like I, I don't see you. I, you're, you're not emotionally here. You're choosing yourself, but over us all the time. You're not physically here half the time. And I'm starting to notice other people and have this desire to be with them. Like I let them know before I physically touch other people that that's starting to happen because I can tell that there's something missing here that my, um, that I'm craving. And right. um, they said they were threatened by it, and then. But then they were like, kind of, it was kind of like, a, oh, we'll fix that. No fixing. And so then I did venture out. And I think that's really common. And we are going to address in this podcast um, tools for communication with oh, your yeah. partner, um, tools to help you if you're having those types of emotions or perhaps you have somebody at work that you're flirting with and you're like, wow, where could this go? Yeah. I mean, you have to look at all aspects of your situation and your relationship and and you have to do the work. You can't. The one thing that you have to remember is like brushing things under the rug, which I was I was a professional sweeper of the oh, under yeah, the rugger. Me too. So or like justifying oh, things. Oh yes. Yeah. So I and I I didn't I didn't communicate my feelings to my partner properly and I brushed it under the rug. I'm an expert at running that anymore. Now I'm addressing things head on and being super communicative in the and the hookups that I've been having, I'm super communicative about where I'm at. And I think that is something that we will talk about more, you know, in uh, in future podcasts. But it is, um, it's difficult. And communication's key. Mm-hmm. So you're gifted with communication, Amy. You have, like, Well, gifted. I wouldn't say just gifted. I'm also well-practiced. Right. Like, I, like, and this is and one thing I was commenting on the beginning of the podcast is we were not born this way, people. Like, this is something that we put a lot of time in work. And maybe we were, maybe we were raised more open in regards to our communication. Like, I would definitely was not raised with a lot of shame around sexuality. Right. My mom... I was. You were, okay. Now my mom owns a vibrator. I'm, I'm like, like, yeah, yeah, mom's yeah like, you My daughter it. works for the sex of my company. She's like, Wee. This is fun. <laughs> yeah, my mom definitely... Um, definitely made it a safe place for me to go to her and talk to her about sexuality. It wasn't about pleasure, but if I need, when I wanted to get on birth control, she was like, just come to me. There's no shame about it. Um, my dad allowed me to have boyfriends over and he was never like, I don't know, I need to meet that guy before. He actually just didn't give a fuck. So it was like the opposite, like oh, completely yeah. emotionally unattached and that's why I have daddy issues. Uh, <laughs> love him to death. Um, that's a whole other podcast. We'll get into that another time. But So that was already there. But the practice part, like sex is a practice. Sex is a meditation. I mean, fucking, of course, it can be a meditation too as long as we stay present for what we're doing. But when we get good at sex, it's because we're well-practiced. This is why sluts are fucking awesome. Right. Yeah. Like, There's no slut-shaming slut ever. Uh-uh. We love sluts. Because they know what they're fucking doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're highly skilled. And, and we say cunt every once in a while, too. There's nothing wrong with the word cunt. pussy. Or pussy. Or cock. Or cock. Pussy. In certain countries, cunt's like, dude. Hey, cunt. What up, cunt? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so well-practiced. We've been putting a lot of time in practice. And so communication around sexuality is also a skill, and um, it isn't something that necessarily comes natural to us, especially if we have shame. I'm still fine-tuning my skills, yeah. for sure, but mm-hmm. I think that I'm getting better and better. Each each situation, when I explain myself, gets mm-hmm. better and better with yeah. when I – because practice makes perfect. Yeah. I mean, they say – like I like Brene Brown. She says, perfectly imperfect. Practice oh, yes. Perfectly imperfect. It's true. She's mm-hmm. she's amazing. She's Brene Brown. She writes a lot of stuff on worthiness, shame, Brene shame. Brown, TED Talks. Look yes, at, amazing. It. Yeah. Yeah, so we're just, we are well-practiced, and 
we're still practicing. We are lifers at this practice Absolutely. of getting more and more empowered every day. And sometimes it's two steps forward, one step back. Like sometimes we do a stupid ass shit where we're like, are we fucking, are we like 15 right now? Right. Do we really just do that? Right. Are you serious? And, um, and so the, again, back to the premise of this podcast is we want to share all of that with you. And we're not just going to talk about ourselves. We're going to actually like bring in some speakers and have like specific and topics. And also just provide tools from yeah. life experience, from the work that we've done that's been successful, education. educational, yeah. uh, educationally speaking. It's just really just to feel empowered and to remove the shame from your life. Everybody yeah. wants that. Remove the shame. Remove the fear. Feel good about your vulnerabilities. Yeah. They exist for a reason. They make you who you are. And you're beautiful. And you're amazing. You're amazing, Amy. Ah, uh, A for amazing. Yay! Yeah, so with the hopes that as we talk about things and you see that we speak about sexuality as if it is just a normal, everyday conversation that... It can be that for you, too. And then through that, you can um, do the same for your community or around your loved ones or your partners and help to inspire that. That really is our hope, is to really inspire more shame-free conversation, just shame-free approach. And just help people transcend into higher levels of existence. Better. Who doesn't want to have a better life, live a happy life, live a beautiful life? And it all is connected to yourself sometimes to sex, sometimes to communication with others, but really just creating that balance of bliss and beauty. And I know it sounds, sometimes it sounds like super hippie or like spiritual, but it is so true. Oh, like I love spiritual words like transformation and authenticity, right. synchronicity. And I'm like the opposite of a hippie. Integrity. Like if you see me, I'm like, I wear leather boots. I'm like, what? I'm like, like a half hippie people. Mm-hmm. I make my own deodorant and I wear <laughs> Palo Santo. I like, I wear some perfume <laughs> and April, I come over to her house and she's like, oh girl, we need to dress you up. And I'm like, get rid of those yoga pants. You've been in those for three days. But I love yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have like 20 pairs. Is this not, I don't wear the same one every day. All right, yeah. She's got a lot of pairs. <laughs> I've got 150 pairs of shoes, okay? That's true. She has a whole room dedicated to shoes and clothes. So that's just a little bit about us. <laughs> a lot about us. There you go. Now you get it all exposed. Do so we have anything else we want to say about vulnerability? So about vulnerability. One time when I was 17, I ripped my labia in half. Ooh. Oh, uh, yeah. So I was super shameful about the look of my my vulva. Before that or after that? Um, after that. Oh, yeah. the, before that, no. I was like, I totally was like, you know, fine with it. I didn't really get in there and look at it super hard. But when I was, it was a sex accident when we were camping with my first boyfriend and we used a grab bag of condoms from Planned Parenthood when they used to, I don't know if they even do that anymore. I'm 34. That was 17. So it was a while ago. Um, and it was unlubricated oh, and we were drunk, put can't. it on and oh it just tore my labia in half. I had to be oh. rushed to the emergency room. Oh, listen to this. Rushed to the emergency room at three in the morning in the Pocono mountains in Pennsylvania. <laughs> then I'm on my dad's insurance and he was like, what happened to you in the Poconos? I was like, it's like poke. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I landed in that Pocono. I was like, I fell on a stick. You said you used the I fell well, line. I mean, I literally it was a stick. It just was attached to a human. <laughs> <laughs> it was S seventeen. I didn't know that line actually was used. I mean, oh it's a well, real deal. he was like, why did you need stitches? I was like, um, did you know it was your labia? No, okay. I told him later on in life because I have no shame now. But back then when I was 17, I was like, I li-, and then I couldn't walk. I had to walk with a cane, and my my vulva swelled up like the size of a. A softball. Jesus. It was crazy. Now I have a nice scar and I'm so happy about it. I love my vulva now. I'm like, you are Mm. beautiful. 
And I love you, Bulba. Pussy praise. Pussy praise. All right, praise fun fact, people. We're going to do a whole episode on pussy praising. And we love pussy praising. We love pussy praising and cock praising. And this yes. is just what I like to say is pussies have so much shame. So much shame. And, and like, I mean, genitals in general, but like pussies especially, even if they're like, like it's even if it's not about, there's just, there's this idea that they should look a certain right. way. They should smell a certain right. way. Pussies come in all different shapes and colors. Some of them have trauma and physical trauma. Some of them have a scent that's different than the next one. The scent changes based on I hormones. I have vulnerability based around my vagina scent. You have vulnerability or you have oh, insecurity. Insecurity, yeah. but oh. I'm getting better. Like there's yeah. vulnerability about oh, yeah. that totally. as well. I yeah. mean, I I always am like, does it smell? Does it smell? I like mm. do all these things. But now I'm starting to realize That's that. That's because someone shamed you. Right, Who's, right. Yeah, so like a partner shamed you and right. told you that your pussy didn't smell good. And now I'm like, I love the smell of my pussy. So this is what you do, people. If you're with a pussy or a cock that you love and you want to go down on it or you want to have sex with it, you praise that motherfucking pussy or that praise cock. That and when you're put, you get your face down in front of it, you say... I love the smell of your pussy. I love the taste of your yes. pussy. I could do this all, all day long. Oh my god, every day. Love hearing that. Even cocks too. And I hope they don't hold you to that. If you ever take one of my blowjob classes, you know that I say this. Tell the motherfucking cock or the pussy that you could do it all day or for hours or something because it gets rid of that pressure and that shame of I'm taking too long, that performance anxiety. And I hope they don't hold you to it and make and you And give the balls some day. love as well. I'll give balls. Well, we're going all over balls. All, yeah, all the yeah. things. All the things. Yeah. Um, the, really, get rid of the shame, people. Anything that you can do to let some... Look at yourself. Take a mirror and just look at your... Your vulva, because your vulva's on the outside, your vagina's on the inside, FYI, if you didn't know that. Yeah, vulva so is what you're looking at. Yeah. Two labia and a clitoris. That's what a vulva consists of. Well, and maybe, but may, there might be more going on. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, of course. Know. This is true. This yeah. is so many variations. Right. There are variations. And no matter what you look like, just know that you're beautiful. Yeah. Take a mirror, praise yourself. Be like, I love this pussy. Yeah. Or this cock or this. Or whatever you whatever use. Maybe you, have. you have a different word that you use yeah. for your bits. Like I like bits. That's bits. one of my favorite words for genitals because yeah. it describes everything. Your bits, best bits. Bits can be your pussy, your cock, your ass, your, your hoo-hoo and your yes-yes and your whatever you want to call it. I totally, yeah, I'm starting to get to know my ass more and I just love my ass. Are you exploring it on your own? Yeah, my butthole. With your own finger? Yeah. Or, yeah. Why not? How is it? It's pretty great. Yeah? Yeah. It gets all relaxed sometimes. Well, the the asshole actually has as many nerve endings as your lips. So, like, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of feel sensations that. that can happen there. And then sometimes anal licking. That's fabulous. Oh, the year of anal licking. The year of anal licking. That was a, that was a year if I, if if you I ever, say so. If you ever want to know, 2016 was a year of anal licking. Oh, let's give some praise to Emily. This oh, is a good moment this, is how, this is true. So... Amy and I, the reason that we basically, I mean, besides loving talking to each other about sex and shame-free sex, we were on a podcast together um, January of 2017. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's if you go, so it's Sex with Emily, Dr. Emily Morse, uh, sexwithemily.com. She's had her own show on Bravo. She's she's amazing. She's incredible. Such an amazing and we woman. We had the pleasure of being invited to go on her show with her. So it was the three of us having shame. It was shameless sex talk. Absolutely. It was totally shameless sex talk. And it was wonderful. And we left that really inspired to create our own. Um, but we really uh, love Emily. We suggest that you go and check out her podcast. She's basically fabulous. And check out her podcast, Sex with Emily. Yeah. Uh, it's on iTunes. And also, you should check out our website, shamelesssex.com. Yes. Yeah, we'll be putting lots of fun photos of us. You can see that April's really great with fashion. I love yoga pants. <laughs> and you can also get tools that we'll, you yeah, know, we'll have blog. for you. We'll blog. We'll have all the things. All the, all the all things. All the things. You also know we say all the things a lot. <laughs> 
So what else do we have today? I, I think, I mean... I, we covered I, some amazing I'm things. I'm just trying to think if we have any more vulnerability that we need to go oh, into. Oh, I mean... I mean, I have so right. many layers. But I think the message, and we'll talk about some of our vulnerabilities throughout our podcast, mm-hmm. because they will come up, and we address them, and we value them, and we realize that... Um, these things are are what makes us grow and what mm. helps us be the, the empowered, wonderful people that we are. Well, as the hippies say, the cracks is where the light get in, right? So like, oh, we need, we, man. the cracks is, I didn't say that right, but the, the, the cracks are where the light gets in, right? So we need, to, we need to really go through those parts of ourselves, the darkness and the imperfections. With death comes rebirth? Oh, yeah, what's that, what she said. <laughs> <laughs> With death comes rebirth, that these are the things that make us who we are. They're part of our story. They're part of our journey. They make us stronger. Sometimes they make, they feel like they're making us weaker and um, at the end of the day, if we embrace them in a shameless way, they um, they really create a lot of empowerment, and um, we can attest to that. We really identify with that, and right. we hope to inspire the same in you. I know that I am my most empowered self for sure. Yeah, but you're getting better all the time. So every actually, day, yeah, every day, it's just I'm more empowered, more better empowered. and better and better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, what do you think, Amy? I, I think we're gonna close it close it for the day well, thank you so much for tuning in and ha- spending an hour with Amy and I talking about all the things all the things <laughs> and more to come and we look forward to sharing more vulnerability with you soon like what you hear well then head on over to shamelesssex.com for more podcasts and information on our latest happenings <laughs>